Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of Ephesians chapter 4, and we're at the last part of the chapter, and where Paul is just given these instructions, given uh, uh, really sort of commandments about how we're to live with each other. Let me back up and cover the previous three verses that we've seen at this point in time. So this is Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 25. Therefore, now remember, that means in light of everything we've seen so far. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. So we've covered those verses in the previous couple of episodes, okay? Now, verse 28. He who steals must still no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. And so you see that Paul is giving very directed instructions, okay, dealing with some situations in all likelihood. He's really revealing this truth, that when you profess to be a believer, when you are changed, when you are transformed by the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a change in lifestyle. But this change in lifestyle is not what we might call automatic. Okay, It's not that you were a, a thief before, so you will no longer be able to be a thief thereafter. No, even after you're saved, if you made the decision, I'm going to go steal something from somebody, you could still do it. And that's what he's warning us about. He says the one who steals must steal no longer. No longer be a thief, in other words. You are now empowered by the Holy Spirit to resist that which you so easily did before. So, if you were a thief before, don't do that anymore. The Spirit will strengthen you. The Spirit will empower you uh, to not do that. And then he tells a, a couple of things to do, okay, and why to do them. But rather, he must labor, performing uh, with his own hands what is good. So he's saying this, you need to go to work. Okay, You simply need to go to work. And boy, this is a word for today, particularly within our society, because this type of thing has really been used to undermine society. And you say, well, what do you mean? Uh, right now, people find it uh, advantageous to not work. They cannot work and receive income, receive, quote, benefits, unquote, receive a particular style of life by not working. And that really undermines individuals and undermines the family, particularly men, particularly men. And it becomes a really difficult decision because it's been created over the last, let's say, 50 or 60 years. And the whole idea behind it is to create what I call an American caste system, to create a thing, uh, a sense of well, not even a sense, but a complete, absolute dependency upon something else, which in this case is governmental support. That's what I'm talking about, okay? And he's saying, this is not good. You need to work with your own hands. Now, I understand it's hard. Uh, I've seen many, many situations to where someone will say, I'm getting out from under this, and they'll go to work, and they're actually making less money than they did 
when they were not working the job or something. But let me tell you, in the long run, it's far better. It's far better emotionally. It's far better for the family. It's far better for your future and opportunities and potential, all that kind of stuff, okay? But then there's another element right here that's so often overlooked, okay? So he says, those who steal don't steal anymore. But rather, labor, performing with your own hands. Whatever that labor do, do that. Do what is good. And then he tells us why. And it's really not for even the reasons I just mentioned then, as valid as those are. Okay? It's for this reason. So that we, he will have something to share with the one who has need. Isn't that wild? <clears throat> The reason that you perform the work with your own hands, yes, does it meet your own need? Yes, is it better to do that rather than steal from somebody else? Absolutely. But the thing that's being focused here is upon here is that you will have something to share with someone who is in need. Uh, another portion of Scripture talks about uh, us sharing uh, from the abundance that we have. Here's the bottom line. If the Lord has given us abundance in anything, is to meet the needs of other others. And the scripture says, beginning with the household of faith. Beginning with fellow believers. And that's not just limited to fellow believers. And so it's I believe it's down to this to this level, this simplicity, that if you have a shirt, an extra shirt, and someone in the household of faith needs a shirt, then give them the shirt. Okay, if you have extra shirts, is someone in the household of faith or outside the household of faith, unbelievers. If there's a need, then give it to them. And you know, you start reflecting on uh, how many shirts you might have or how many uh, uh, pairs of pants you have or how many shoes you have. Sorry, ladies. Uh, how many pairs of shoes you have or uh, sweaters or jackets or the abundance that we have, okay? Or... Uh, uh, quite often, I remember I was in a gathering, I don't remember what it was about, but uh, several months ago, where people were quite concerned about, uh, it was probably about a year ago because it was winter time, I remember it was very cold, and uh, they were concerned about people who did not have a warm place to stay. It never crossed the mind of anybody within that gathering what they were talking about. It never was stated, It never. I could tell, it never crossed their mind to open their own doors and invite people in. And I know that many of these folks have very large domiciles, you know, an extra two or three bedrooms in their house. Now, there's places that don't that aren't like that, okay? I mean, I know that. I lived somewhere like that for many, many, many years, and I can't really think of anybody that I knew at that point in time that had a house where they had an extra bedroom. I mean, everything was used. Everything was full. But uh, in, in this situation I'm talking about now, that's not the case. What they were all talking about was getting somebody else to provide the need, getting somebody else <coughs> to pay for the need, getting somebody else to do the work of the service. And that's not what's being spoken of here. He's saying this. You know what? We need to perform the works of our own hands, need to do the things that are good. And the reason is to where we can share with the one who has need. This actually goes back all the way to the beginning of the book of Acts when you see the... Um, on the day of Pentecost, which you know a lot of people refer to that as the founding of the church, and you find out that they met one another's needs. It wasn't anything codified. It wasn't anything mandated and instructed by the apostles. It was moved by the Holy Spirit. And those that were being saved, they were literally turning around and selling 
uh, surplus stuff that they had and given the proceeds to the apostles to where the apostles could uh, divvy this stuff out according to the need of the body. They were meeting the needs. Now, I don't think that means that, that we need to come and that we have, and a lot of people believe this, and I think it's an error, that you don't have to sell everything and give it to a church, an organization to be dispersed. I think it's a calling in each one of our lives. So if you're standing at the grocery store and all of a sudden it just moves through your uh, heart to pay for the person's groceries behind you, then do that. As a matter of fact, my daughter experienced that with somebody here recently. Uh, we see it a lot. Even the world does this, particularly over the holiday seasons, where you'll be driving through a drive through for lunch or breakfast or something like that. And all of a sudden you pull up and find out the person in front of you has just paid for your meal. You know, that type of kindness. But even beyond that, of being aware of what the Spirit is saying to us and then doing it. He may move upon you just out of the blue to pay somebody's electric bill, okay? Or to send somebody a gift card for some food. Whatever it may be, that to share the one who has a need. Now the final thought. Not necessarily to share the one who has a greed. <laughs> a, lot of time, a lot of times people have greeds and not needs, okay? Well, anyway, our time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Go read Ephesians 4, 28 right here and see what the Lord says to you. I'll see you again next time.